1: I'm Station Manager, Tina Cortez, and my co-host and real estate expert is Asif Khan with Remax Prime Properties. Good morning, Asif.
2: Good morning, everyone. Our first guest today, Tina, is going to be Brian Madigan. Brian's a graduate of Osgood Law School, and he practiced for over 25 years. He's also a real estate broker with Remax West. Brian offers litigation support services to law firms, realtors, and consultants, and today, Brian's going to offer us some support through these unusual times for everyone that's affected by COVID-19. Brian, welcome back to the show.
3: I'm uh, Happy to be back.
2: Brian, you recently uh, were speaking about SARS and the effect that SARS had in 2003. I mean, Toronto was listed as uh, a place where the World Health Organization said that you should not be visiting, and there was a, a 17.1% fatality rate with SARS. One in five people that got it were dying unfortunately. You know, let's take a look at the real estate market during 2003, Brian, and let us know what you saw then and how that relates to now.
3: Well, the interesting thing is uh, SARS, although it was a terrible uh, disaster from a public health perspective, uh, really actually had no effect on the real estate market. And the market performed just exactly as it usually does. And the typical situation is the market starts off in January, rises in February, rises again in March and April, peaks sometime in May, declines in June, declines in July, bottoms out in August, rises again in September and reaches a second peak for the year in October, declines in, in November and declines again in uh, December. Uh, then, of course, the cycle starts all over again. In 2003 that exact same thing happened and so it was entirely uh, predictable. Um, In fact by there might have been a little bit of pent-up demand uh, that uh, the highest uh, number for the year was achieved in October and ordinarily that's uh, frequently May um, in the spring. Um, So SARS, although um Having a very significant impact from the perspective of public health uh, and was a real scare in society um, didn 't have an effect really when it came to uh, to real estate values
2: now what did you see in terms of uh, supply and demand at that time i mean right now we're we 're in a unique situation where supply is limited and demand continues to be high and that's what we've seen over the first few days after the uh, announcement about the shutdowns and the closures. We've seen that demand is so strong that uh, it's still driving the market but at, at some point that has to take a back seat to everything that's going on outside.
3: Uh, yes, very much so. And so the more relevant situation might be uh, what would what would be the effect um, in terms of an economic effect. And so if we look back to 2007, and we have the stock market crash in October, effectively it took about uh, six months to for the real estate market to correct after that. The implications were a little more serious, and so as we went on throughout 2008 and actually had a bailout, um, it took about 11 months for the uh, market to uh, uh, stabilize and to come back to normal after that. Uh, the declines weren't significant, though. Um, if we then... Now, one of the things there is that we had uh, one-half of the world's economic wealth wiped out, at least on paper, (laughs) in terms of stock markets. Um, That was a time when uh, we had Lehman Brothers go under, Goldman and Sachs go under, uh, as uh, did uh, Chrysler and GM. Um, But bringing that sort of forward uh, then to, let's say, the 2017, bubble if if it were truly a bubble, um, that restriction was largely government orchestrated to a large degree. Uh, there was a pent up demand uh, people wanted to buy real estate, um, the government put a little a few clamps on things, and then all of a sudden we had uh, a very significant uh, almost uh, 30%, about 27, 28% decline in values. Uh, that took a little bit of time to recover, and so by really last month, uh, we had what I would consider to be a pretty much a full recovery. Um, the, uh, high mark in 2017, um the average uh, price was three hundred nine hundred and eighteen thousand, and uh now just reported that the average price is nine hundred and ten thousand for a single family home so that's within one percent recovery over twenty two months so the question really I think going into this current situation, which is absolutely unprecedented uh is the fact that we have um either if it was just a, an infectious disease like SARS, it would have no impact if it was a world stock market crash, it would have um, perhaps a six month impact uh if it was something um such as um a change in overall circumstances which might affect buyer um, activity, uh, then we had a 22-month recovery. So the question really I think going forward is uh, are we all working from home for the next two weeks or three weeks or two months or 22 months? Uh, all of that would have a significant impact. Um, I think one of the things in terms of impact in real estate uh, values uh, is that very soon we're likely to see a wait-and-see uh, approach by buyers, although there's a lot of pent-up demand right at the moment. That's based on last month's numbers. If they saw the numbers in two months, and in two months there had been a very substantial decline, they might then say, well, I want to see... Uh, what it's like. I want to see this kind of bottom out. I'll wait and get you know, buy it by that same house a little bit later. So what would contribute to that would be the fact that uh, sellers, some sellers, will need to sell. Uh, You might sort of translate that into who would be underemployed and overemployed. Uh, If you were a government worker, you're receiving full compensation at the present time. Uh, if you happen to work in a restaurant, uh, you're on unemployment. Um, and if you're the owner of that restaurant, um, you're not only not on unemployment, but you have to pay your rent um, either now or later. It's going to affect the bottom line, and you're out, likely going to be out money. I don't think there's enough uh, money financially to, have much of a stop gap other than, you know, we'll give you a month's worth of grace, we'll give you two months' worth of grace. I don't think it can extend for extensive periods. That business owner, that restaurant owner, is not likely to want to buy a house. He may have to sell a house, but he's <laughs> not likely to be a person one of the people who would be in the trade-up category. Uh, So we could just have a dampening. As long as we have a match, in terms of the number of people who want to buy and the number of people who want to sell, then we're okay. We have a relatively balanced market with stable pricing. But the moment that we uh, go to a buyer's market, we're going to find that uh, prices will drop substantially. Getting in, uh, linking into my website, which is isourcerealestate.com.
2: Isourcerealestate.com. Brian, thank you so much for joining us, and we look forward to having you on again. Thanks very
0: much.
1: When we come back, how the market will prepare for after COVID-19. Stay with us. You're listening to On the Market on 105.9 Region. York Region's only radio real estate show. I'm Station Manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host is Asif Khan with Remax Prime Properties. Asif?
2: Thank you, Tina. Joining us next is Ray Woods. Ray's a real estate trainer, coach, marketing specialist. He's the author of How to Sell Your Home for More, and he's a podcaster. Specializes in working with professionals to boost results and grow their brand. Ray, welcome to our show.
4: Thank you, Asif, and, uh, and, and good afternoon.
2: Ray, we were talking offline about how people can prepare for post COVID nineteen when okay. they're getting ready to buy or sell. And you had some really interesting thoughts on that. Take us through what sellers can do right now to prepare their home to sell.
4: Okay. Okay. Well thank you. And um and, and thanks for the opportunity. Also congratulations on your recent award, Broker of the Year. That's uh that's that's a thank fabulous you. result. Um uh, I think one of the things that I love about real estate is that it has no recommended retail price. So virtually everything that we own or everything that we can own starts losing value as soon as we buy it. A, a property doesn't. Um, a property, uh, and we've been fortunate um, here in, in Canada and the GTA in many areas, where where real estate's actually uh, grown in value and in some cases very, very quickly, as as we all know. So um, I guess the point I'm trying to make is that every property seller has the opportunity to influence their their property for sale. So um, there is so much information now. There's so much uh, HDTV kind of shows out there that, that really show us how to prepare. But people are really looking, you know, it's competitive out there in the market. When, um, if you or I were to put our homes on the market, wherever they might be, we're competing with others you know, we're competing, I guess, the enemy of the other properties for sale out there in the marketplace when we go to market our property. So anything that we can really do to enhance our chances um, insofar as, as presentation and then working with your realtor for marketing is critical uh, in that point or for that time when you're on the market. And, Ray, the, uh, with
2: the way that the the market has been over the last few days that we've seen – if there is a slowdown, I believe there's going to be a huge pent up demand coming out of it, and that's going to really drive the market up again.
4: Well, if if you're talking about the GTA, I mean we, we're the number one location in in the country, and and so many people want to be here, um, and it's going to take more than this to change that. I mean, I mean, like you, you or I can't predict when when things will happen. It's it's um, you know the, the world is, is changing quickly as we speak, but. But we do know that um people need a roof over their head. This is this is not an optional thing. Uh, we all need somewhere to live. Uh and there's huge demand to um to buy property right throughout the greater Toronto area. So um I agree hundred percent there's gonna be there's gonna be terrific demand. Um uh, but you know, right now even for buyers, I mean, um what a great opportunity. I mean, money's never been this, this cheap in our lifetime. So, um uh it's kind of the perfect storm. Right with
2: you know, when we had SARS in 2003, there was no Facebook, there was no Instagram, and news tends to spread a lot quicker. People tend to panic a lot quicker. Uh, the tolerance seems to be a little bit lower for news like this. How much do you feel that has contributed to, social media has contributed to uh, the panic levels that are associated with this pandemic?
4: You, you made that option, option, uh, before we press record and, and in all honesty, I, I didn't even think about it and you're 100% correct. It was before 2005, um, uh, 2006 when social really started to take off. I think the way that we're connected at the moment and, and, you know, I personally, I love social media. It, it lets me connect with family and friends in Australia and clients and all around the world. It's, and, and, you know, just, just, just like you, it's a, it's a fabulous tool. But, uh, it does present this opportunity for for comment, and things can escalate very, very quickly, and and this kind of ripple of panic, and as so they say, the old fake news, I guess, as it comes into it as well. Um, people talk about things that don't even eventuate. So, um, I think we need to. I think we need to be careful. I think it's a good time to be calm. I think it's a good time to be well informed. I think it's a good time to be careful where you're getting your information from and check your sources. And we live in a country where we have some of the best health experts anywhere in the world. Uh, and um, I think it's a time for um, just reflection on all of that. Our, our, our Prime Minister, I think, is doing a great job um, in, in leading. He's, he's now giving us daily reports on what's happening. So um, uh, I think that's help, helping to diffuse the whole social frenzy that's going on out there.
1: Now, Ray, you said that it's going to take more than COVID-19 to change the fact that there is still a great demand to live in the GTA. But because we don't even know when we'll be out of this, what is it going to be like when we do come out of it? Well, it's it's really
4: difficult to forecast, Tina, because we, we don't really know what's going on. But um, owning a home is not like buying TD Bank shares or not like buying Amazon or Google shares. Um, we all need somewhere to live. And if we don't own a home, we need to rent a home. Um, you know, okay, there's been a lot of press in, uh, about, you know, it's getting increasingly difficult to, to secure property in, in the GTA. Uh, and, and you know, we are, you know, when you think about it, this this boom that that, that we've been experiencing, you know, apart from a little blip in, in 2008, kind of started back in, in the mid-90s. It was 94, 95, I remember, because I bought a house. Um, and it's kind of been cruising ever since then. Um, no market ever lasts forever. Okay. We've got this COVID-19 thing happening. Nobody really saw it coming. It's come out of the blue. Um, uh, could it have, has it, has it triggered, um, some kind of potential economic slowdown? Probably no doubt. We, we can all acknowledge that. How, how it's going to, um, uh, resolve itself? Who knows? I think we're going to live in a different world and it's going to be, it's got to be you know like i'm i'm i don't think anybody likes this change of lifestyle i'm i'm uh i think day six in in self isolation in a in a loft above a garage that's uh, about 32 feet by 25 um and it's fun and games but um uh i think everybody's doing their best and and it's going to be interesting to see what happens and and you know what for the
2: next couple of weeks anyway it's the new reality and we're going to get through this and things are going to return to the normal if you want to call it as it was before Ray, if people want to get a hold of you and if they want more information, how do they do that?
4: Best way, Asset is uh, is uh, Instagram or or Twitter at RayWoodLive. Live. Uh, it's just R A Y W O O D Live um, at Facebook or uh, on, or on uh, sorry on on Insta or, or Twitter.
2: That's awesome. Thanks so much for joining us, and we look forward to having you on again.
4: You're so, welcome. Thanks, Asset. Stay safe. Thanks,
1: When we come back, this week's hot listing. And just a reminder, if you missed any part of our show, go to 1059theregion.com. You're listening to 1059 The Region. Stay with us.
0: Need to connect with Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 1059 The Region.
1: Welcome back to On the Market, York Region's exclusive radio real estate show on 105.9 The Region. Asif, we have just enough time for this week's hot listing. What do you have for us this week?
2: Tina, we have something that people have been waiting for for a while. It's a condo in King, and it's a large condo. It's almost 1,000 square feet. It's a two-bedroom, two-bathroom condo, split-bedroom layout. That means there's one bedroom on each side of the condo, so you have some privacy And it's got a walkout to a patio that looks onto a ravine. It's a a resort-style type of condo building. All the amenities are fabulous. And this one comes with a parking spot and a locker, and it's priced at $500,000.
1: Now, it's unusual because usually, I have to say, when you talk about a property in King, it is a luxury or executive home, as you call it. This is a bit unusual for us to talk about a condo, right? Right. It is, and this is a condo building that came up
2: about three years ago, and that's when it started uh, to really change the way King thought about condo buildings, because there was a lot of people that were downsizing. If you think about it, the average price point for a home in King is $1.3, $1.4 million. And when you have people downsizing and they want to stay in King, and this is right in the heart of downtown King, so right where Main Street is, You've got pubs, you've got shops, it's very quaint, it's almost like a Main Street, Unionville type of feel, and you've got this condo building tucked away nicely, so it's kind of off the beaten path, it's nice and quiet, a lot of serenity around it, and it's actually a great place to be.
1: Asif, one more time, the highlights of this property and where listeners can get more information.
2: It's a two-bedroom, two-bathroom property. It has a walkout, so if you have pets or kids that need to get out once in a while, this is perfect. You can have a barbecue on the patio. This is at 149 Church Street in Schomburg in King, and it's priced at $499,900. For more information, you can get a hold of me at 905. 554-5522 or 416-985-5426.
1: And we should also mention that if our listeners want a virtual tour of this property, they can go to york247.com.
2: You can check this place out since we're not doing open houses right now. This is a great way to check it out.
1: That's our show for this week. Remember, if you need to connect with Ossipcon, Khan or if you missed any part of On the Market, go to our website, 1059theregion.com. Thanks for listening.